Hello, Red vs. Blue fans, and welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV Red vs. Blue After Show. We are covering Season 14, Episodes 17 through 20, and we'll see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! I love this so much. Who's ready for a song and dance number, guys? Yeah, with all of these, like, we had two out of these. Were... <laughs> we have a light show happening right now. Oh, my God. Well done. Well done. Courtesy of the wonderful Mark B. Donica, who is in the booth today. What to do, everybody. And, of course, I have with me the wonderful Megan Salinas, whose birthday it is today. Oh, oh, shucks. Hey there, everybody. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. You can wish her a happy birthday on there as well. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have the hashtag ABTVRVB. We have the live chat. That will be up in just a minute. So if you guys have anything fun to say about these episodes, throw it in the hashtag, throw it in the live chat. You may well get a shout out. We are doing episodes 17 through 20, I think we're starting to reach the tail end of this season. I know we're not at the end, but I think we're getting close. Uh, Get Bent, Red vs. <laughs> Blue the musical, Mr. Red versus Mr. Blue, and this had like a four, it was Red vs. Blue, season 14, Red vs. Blue the throwdown. Like, <laughs> it had one hell of a title. Yeah. I, I thought like that I was misreading it for about like Probably a solid 30 seconds while looking at the title. It's like, how I'm like, many of the... How, am I, what, is what? my brain broken? Am I reading that wrong? No, there were so many colons in that title. It was crazy. So, yeah. Thick. <laughs> I'm sensing a motif. <laughs> I'm not over the musical. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we just start with that? Sure. Because we started with Donut the Musical, which is the name of that song, if you guys want to look it up and or buy it on iTunes. Yeah, it was nice because um, a couple years ago, yeah, we got Donut the Musical and we got all of those different character um, soundtrack songs. And anybody who watches any given after show that I'm on knows that I have a philosophy about all the TV that I watch. And that's <laughs> anything can be made better if you add the musical to the end of it. And sure enough, this time around, we got Red versus Blue, the musical. And it was spectacular. And what I loved about that, because back when they did the voting PSA, I want to say that was probably four years ago at this point, it was a song. And I remember them talking about how they had to auto-tune Griffin Simmons so much. <laughs> because God bless them, they can't sing. Oh, that's I a shame. I just remember them being like, yeah, yeah, that song is auto-tuned to hell and back. And so it's like Red versus Blue the musical. I'm like, oh boy. And we start with, you ever wonder why we're here in song form? I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> it was great. And Church's number about just like, the second the spotlight shines down on him. It was just so magical. You know exactly what's coming when you the lights fade. Know. You just know it's going to be a song about how tormented his life in Blood Gulch is. And it does not disappoint. That was my favorite song. That was my favorite number in the entire episode. And I really liked the song about the spanker. Let's, <laughs> let's be real. I thought that was extremely clever. But the church one just killed me. That it was, it was. I mean, it's like Church's Lament. It was so great. It that that would have been a really good name for it. Just Church's Lament, but because 
musicals are all about singing your feelings. And, you know, a lot of storytelling, you can't just say how you feel. That makes me feel angry. And so... <laughs> Disappointed! <laughs> and so, like, it's kind of nice to just have this, you know, swell of music and just lyrically to have one character just lay it all out for oh the rest of these God. jerks. Disappointed! <laughs> Thank you! Thank you for having that! How did you have that? Mark? I have it up for another show. <laughs> Can I ask what other show? Lucha Underground. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh well my God. Done. Mark really pulled that one out. Hot damn, dude. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So, all in, I, I love Churches in the Lament. The, the Spanker song was great. And strangely enough, I actually felt like Griff had probably some of the better names for the Spanker. He did. Oh, I I wrote down some. I, I didn't write down all of them because there were so many and they went by so quickly uh, trying to rhyme rocket launcher and everyone <laughs> just doing it's slant rhyme. It's slant rhyme. It works. <laughs> it's just good Lord, because nothing rhymes with launch. I think the only one I wrote down was ass disaster because that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is the type of name that Donut would come and up And he, he was coming up with stuff like Death from Above and stuff like that. And I loved that Chupa Thingy came up in mm-hmm. it because that is a joke that will never die. I named my first car Chupa Thingy. Oh, yeah. My mm-hmm. my older brother actually named his truck Sheila. My current car's name is Puma. Nice. Because I figure if you're naming something Sheila, you're kind of asking for it. I don't Just know. generally speaking. I'd be, I'd be afraid for it to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Things named Sheila and or Phyllis get blown up a lot. Well, I mean, we also... Speaking of Sheila... It was so good to hear you marry again. Yeah. She's so great. I love her. I don't... I honestly don't remember the last time we saw Sheila in the series proper. In a larger capacity. Yeah. It's so... I miss her. Me I too. really do. Me too. And it's always nice when, like, even in a, in this case... was that her doing the vocals for the song at the end? I don't actually know. <laughs> I mean, it was auto-tuned so much, it could have been her. It could have been, been anyone. anyone. <laughs> it could have been Bernie. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> was it Bernie? The world may never know. I don't think so. Probably not, but oh my god. <sighs> but yeah, I miss Sheila a lot. And Just try it, dead man. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Some nice zingers, too. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Just just this whole episode. I love the beginning starting out with uh, Agent Florida uploaded his entire music <laughs> library. He's really into bare naked ladies. Like, thank you. I wonder why. Yes. Why would... Why? Huh. I just don't know. I don't think I'll ever be able to figure that one out. And for those of you who are going, why? Why? Google who Florida's voice actor is, y'all. <laughs> just... Just... And Google. you will be pleased as punch to yes. find out who it is. Yes, you will. You may even want to give us bear hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the chain of command. Thank God for the chain of command. I, I will say, though, now that we... And, and again, we get it. We get why, you know, towards the end of the episode when we find out why it's a musical in the first place. Yes. But having, having, having been given this little bit, there are lots of characters who I kind of wish I had gotten their character songs. Like? like well, we'll get to two of them later. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it would be really nice to have, like, the Kimball song, the Carolina song. Like, I'm I the best that's the ever Doyle been. I kind of the Doyle song. 
yeah <laughs> i'm i'm i honestly doyle showed up but said a line and i kind of had this oh <laughs> moment could you imagine if season 13 had been like an entire musical i don't know if i would have been able to take it very seriously but i would have loved a full operatic i'm better than you <laughs> monologue as song from felix like, that would have been incredible. I'm not going to ask Gray to sing as Locust, because I can't imagine that that would be very easy, but I would have totally been down for the I'm better than you speech set to music. Oh, gosh. Do it. It would be the Just best. do it. Someone make that parody song Some- now. I, I One more, one more. Do I have it. one more character who I think should have a song. Lopez? Lopez has a song. No. The meta. <laughs> What if it's all singing and we just don't know? <laughs> it's entirely dubstep. Oh, it drops the bass. You can't ever tell. I would watch that. How? <laughs> How? I'm just picturing him taking off his helmet and, you know, for a guy who's so big and gruff and when he speaks, it's in gargles, um, to all of a sudden just have this really high-pitched voice and just sing like an angel. Oh, I was imagining one of those Italian opera singers with a really great baritone. That too. That would be fantastic. where did that come from? (laughs) He's a complex guy. He's a complex guy. (laughs) If we're talking about characters that we want uh, songs songs from, I think uh, Tucker Jr. singing about how his father is never there for him would be pretty pretty emotional. Oh! <laughs> that actually would be really sad. Oh, It would all be done in Blarg, which would also make it real sad for the audience. Delta singing a song about logic and problem solving. That'd be fun. I can't imagine Delta in music. I he don't... wouldn't sing, he would rap it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have the Xanardo in chat saying the meta singing would be via all of the AIs. <laughs> Oh, God. It'd be a choir! Oh my gosh! I would, that would be the best! And now I'm imagining Hellfire with just the <laughs> Just Sigma on on fire. Oh my God, this has gone completely insane. Sorry. And I love it. I'm I love sorry. it. The, the, the other part of it, Sarge not understanding what happiness is also made me very happy. But the big thing is when they pulled out the models for the dance number. I have seen so many people do this, like, on YouTube. I don't know how. I don't know what program they use. I've never tried it. But I know that people have definitely been pulling assets from different programs, throwing them into this program and programming in a dance number, and then they'll all do it. I have seen so many Kingdom Hearts ones. You have no idea. Like, the Roxas boy band is one of my favorite things that's ever come out of this. Because there's five people that look like Roxas, and we're going to make them dance. So this is just this. Just watching it go, seeing that shift in animation and being like, oh, God, I know exactly what they're doing, and it's incredible. Just is it the same movie? Oh yeah, yeah. No, the the dance that goes with everything. (laughs) Yeah, but it's the same thing. There's a specific program that can do that, and you put the assets in, and then choose a routine or put the routine in, and then it just runs, and you can swap out assets. And that's why we got that fun little gag reel on Ruby of the villains doing it, and the Grim doing it, and the teachers. Not to get too off topic, but what did the what does the Roxas boy band saying it's tearing out my heart. No, it's a J-pop song. I don't remember. I know what you were going for. It should be tearing out my heart. (laughs) Oh, that'd be the. So, like, yeah, this um, 
talking about this, I I think I love that even within the confines of a story told by somebody else who's clearly, you know, embellishing, embellishing, uh, that even that church still is not a part of the dance number. <laughs> I, it I, would be out of character. I just love the epsilon comment. I don't know. He got me pretty well. Like, <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> he nailed. I thought he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there, friend. You weren't there. <sighs> So yeah, just just oh my god. I was not expecting to get a full on musical and we got a full on musical and I am so happy. And I want to save the other song until the end because I feel like it's going to be very hard to recap and very easy to just kind of talk about how much we love it. <laughs> so I want to save that for a bit. Uh let's talk about Get Bent. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed this a lot. I, I feel like just this chunk of four episodes I really enjoyed. <laughs> There wasn't really anyone in there that was like, no, oh, it was okay. You know, popcorn, whatever. I feel like there, I mean, whenever you're trying to find new twists for a story, that, you know, some of the go to's are musical, you know, turning them into a musical, gender bending the cast, you know, things like that. It's, it's a few of the go to's. And it's kind of, it is, it's really nice. First of all, I think the casting for the gender bent episode was absolutely fantastic. It was incredible. How did they get Amber Benson? Like, that's a thing that occurred. She was Griff. <laughs> but, yeah. And they, I love that Sarge was voiced by Anna Hullum. That, that was fantastic. That is a great detail. That makes me very happy. And uh, also Lopez was... Um, oh, I'm, Ashley. Ashley, Ashley yes. Same as uh, uh, Female Church. <laughs> which, again, which great, joke. <laughs> great detail because Bernie does both as well. Yeah, and then Wash did Lopez Dos Point oh. It's like the leader <laughs> of Blue Team does Lopez. <laughs> Voices Lopez. <laughs> I know what the fandom is. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have another Epsilon recursion. I... I actually don't mind that they keep coming back to this well. Yeah. Because it's so easy to fit things in there, and it works really well. And it's it's also good to say that it happened, but at the same time, it didn't happen. You know, this is something that X, Epsilon went through, but and so it's still, like, canon, so to speak. But at the same time, it's not anything that ever happened to anybody else. Like, it doesn't change the world in any way, shape, or form. It's ancillary canon. Exactly. It's there, but it's not super important. It's there, but it's it doesn't impact the plot in any way, shape, or form. And but it's it's wonderful. Even in the confines within this world that Epsilon has created, turning the reds into women makes things run so much more efficiently. In the red base. Yeah, like all we had to do was put a requisition in the command. All you had to do was ask. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been building this? About a week. (laughs) We excavated sub-levels, there's hardwood floor, there's a jacuzzi, there's an herb garden. I'm like, can I live in Red Base? I'm a little sad we didn't get, like, gender-bent Vic, though. Oh, that, like, Vicky! That would have been great! (laughs) And it still would have been Bernie. (laughs) Yeah! That would have been absolutely glorious. I I I loved the throwbacks, I loved the return of the Voltron line. Namely, because the more you hook up, the better it gets is definitely my Tumblr tag for Voltron, <laughs> because I have no shame. <laughs> I, I love the returns of that. I will be that person and say I loved the tearing up the carpet joke from Donut. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yep. like, I knew what to expect from you, but I still wasn't actually prepared for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like I knew this was coming. But I didn't know this was coming. And I love that 
by the end of it, Church is like, yeah, I'm cool with this, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I just, yeah, that he took that moment to go, okay, Texas, a guy here. I'm down, but nah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. It's like okay, we're flexible. We're the, flexible. I I loved it. And now the the only problem with it though is that I want to see girl versions of Tucker and Caboose. Those are the and and even even Wash. That I think that would be great. Well, you're gonna need to talk to the fandom for that one. <laughs> I know for a while there was a fan project that was basically redubbing all of Red versus Blue with opposite gender voices. So I don't, <laughs> this was a couple years ago. I don't know if it went anywhere, but I kind of like that idea, and I like that we got it here. And yeah, I would be down for female blue team. Well, Let's and see like, it. and that I mean, that's part of the joke too. Is that like you can't tell what any of these people are actually like underneath their helmets. That's why it was so, you know, we had the joke about, you know, Tucker being black, you know, a couple seasons in, and just like, you don't even know what I look like. You yeah. don't even know my first name. What's and wrong with you? immediately assuming that Donut's a girl because the armor's pink. Like, that girl is and a really good Immediately arm. assuming Tex was a guy, too. Exactly. Yeah. But again, admittedly, Tex also had the voice modulator going for her. Voice filter for, for sure. But like, just based on appearances, they, they assumed that this person was a guy. Well, and this was also before we had female models and the idea of female Spartans. And, well, not the idea of female Spartans, but playable female Spartans. And so then. Oh, Halo Reach. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. I had this moment of, are you playable? No, you actually get to choose. I forgot about that. Yeah, so they could get away with jokes about what gender people are because it's all the same model <laughs> with different colors. Like, looking at, at one model, you don't know if that's actually a person or a robot. Exactly. <laughs> like, they could get away with all of this because it's the same model, and that's that's where the writing really stands out. And it's, I know they keep going back to the, we all, all we do is stand around and talk. It's a bunch of people standing there bobbing their heads. It's got to be the most boring thing ever to watch. I'm like, that's why the writing is so important. And it's so good. It is. And, and I really like seeing this new take on it, too. I mean, it's, again, it's a go-to fan thing to do, or it's a go-to sort of way to twist the world as it is. But, like, all things considered, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And this was a really good way to do it. It really was, because it's still got the same recognizable personalities for all of them. But it's also tweaked a little different. I'll just be excited when they do, in season 28, the gender-bent blue team. Yes! We only have to wait another 14 years for it. Yay! No, not 14 years, 14 seasons. That'll uh, probably be a lot longer than 14 years. Oh. <laughs> RVB 30. Woo! I like to tell time by seasons. <laughs> Bringing that back. Yeah, do we have anything else to say about a get-bent? Um, no, it was... Just that it was a lot of fun, and again, with stuff like this, and we talked about this a little bit on Steven Universe, too, um, stuff like this is very, it's very dangerous in terms of, like, it could come off as really schlocky, but mm -hmm. it doesn't. It, you know, something that could be really bad fan fiction, actually, you know, in the right hands is done really well. It's all in the execution. Exactly. I mean, this is a trope that the fandom's been playing with since probably the inception of the series and way the heck before that, because fandom is fandom. So it's all in the execution, because this is something we've all seen before. But this, I love it. I love it. Well done. Mark, do you have anything, any final comments on the episode? 
Uh, everybody kind of nailed it, I think, with, with what my opinions would have been. But I, I think the, the writing, the directing, all of the execution, making it fit <coughs> into canon while not entirely being canon, I think it was all done expertly well with this one. Such a fun episode. Yep, I concur. All right, let's move on to Mr. Red versus Mr. Blue, which is evidently <laughs> the episode I have been waiting for all season because it's Ernest <laughs> Klein's episode. And sadly, a lot of it is lost on me because I've never seen Reservoir Dogs. Get out. Get out. Everyone disown her. No, um, there's a certain I, level of violence I can handle, and Tarantino movies take a look at that and then just do a flying backflip over it. They literally so, kick you in the face with it. Pretty much. <laughs> so for me, it's not like, oh, I don't want to see it. It's like, I'm pretty sure that I can't oh, handle this. Actually, really quickly, Katie, we, we have somebody uh, somebody in chat who wanted to share their opinions. Disappointed! <laughs> That's right, we've got Kevin Sorbo in the chat. <laughs> and it's voice Thank chat. In the voice chat, I guess. How did he do that? Breaking YouTube. Magic. <laughs> he is Hercules. He has evidently tried so, to come to defense of that clip. Uh, like, um, well, we can we can talk, you know, till the cows come home about, like, you know, how, how great of a movie Reservoir Dogs is. But, Katie, since, since, you know, you're not necessarily a fan of Tarantino... Are you disappointed that this is the the, the Ernest Klein episode <laughs> that you end up? Are you disappointed? Because I I feel really bad that this is kind of what we got when I know you had high expectations. Well, I mean, he doesn't know me personally, so it's not like he's catering. <laughs> he to disappointed me. you specifically. He disappointed me specifically. <laughs> I am so upset. No, it was it was still a good episode. I mean, it's one of those things, it's like when I walk in in the middle of a horror movie or something like that, I'll just sit down and be like, okay, what's happening? And we'll reference something that happened 30 minutes ago, and it's like, that was a joke, I'm sure that was a joke, I don't get the joke, but we'll continue on, and I will find other things amusing or good. And it's the same thing with this, I know enough about Reservoir Dogs to get the stuck in the middle with you joke, to get the argument about Why do I have to be Mr. Pink? About names and colors and all that fun stuff, like, I know, I know enough peripherally to get some of the jokes. <laughs> Having not seen the movie, I have no idea what it is that I'm missing or if I'm missing something on a deeper level. I feel but like you, it didn't prevent my enjoyment of the episode. I feel like you get the the gist of it because most of what gets referenced is kind of what's generally known pop culturally. The the color argument, um, talking about tips, the the idea that one of these people is a cop in disguise. I, I could not get over. <laughs> I'm not a cop. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if you if you're not a cop, how do you know it's not a law? Ooh, busted. <laughs> Have fun being a cop. Cop! <laughs> Wait, Megan, really quickly. I know it was low-hanging fruit for the Mr. Pink joke, but I still really enjoyed it. It was like, oh, cool, they did it. What did you feel about it? Um, For for me, I thought it was... I, I You're kind of right. It's the obvious joke to make. Um, but at the same time, you know, if we're doing that scene, that's how it has to play out. The only other way it could play out is if you pick somebody else to be Mr. Pink, and they're like, no, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? Donut should be Mr. Pink. But then it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily hit the same beats. Having not seen the initial dialogue, I love the, you can't be Mr. Purple. There is no Mr. Purple. A dog Aww. just, aww. <laughs> so I, I feel like this episode was really good at taking the obvious joke and then taking it one step further. I, Sister yeah. making comments about how old things suck. Sarge making the get off my lawn joke. And we're like, okay, we saw that coming. And then Caboose, oh, was there a lawn? I'm sorry, I didn't see it. <laughs> like, it's that extra step <laughs> that makes it so great. But 
Yeah, all, all of this, again, some of it was a little bit on the nose in terms of Mr. Orange, Mr. you know, Mr. Pink, all that other stuff. Some of it was a little on the nose, but, like, they... The, given the framework in terms of how they set this up with Tucker being a really big fan of the movie and they... This is the, he, literally the only thing we have to watch in this He's driving everyone crazy with it and then they ruin it for him and he's genuinely hurt by it and they genuinely try to make it up to him. There's... There aren't a whole lot of moments like that in Red versus Blue where we have... Because mostly it's just everybody ribbing on each other. Oh, yeah. Um, and so when when a joke goes too far a little bit, like, it is nice to see these characters who have been through, you know, five seasons at this point of nonsense together come together for a common goal, even if that common goal is really bad acting on Griff's part and, you know, t- kind of not as brilliant film choices. Well, you have the reason they're actually doing it, which is, okay, Tucker feels bad. And we have the surface reasons that we all kind of have to give, which is I'm two songs away from dousing myself in gasoline and ending it all, and what's our alternative? Boredom. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, like, they all have to give those other excuses. But we all know what you really mean. <laughs> layers like onions, yeah, or layers like parfaits, because those are completely transparent. You get to be the lead. I'm in. <laughs> yes, I'll get you my headshots. Like, given that it's Sarge, what kind of headshots are we talking about? I feel like we We're know. We're talking it's... about shotgun shoes. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> For a moment, Mark, I thought that was actually a voice clip that you. Would... That's how good your impression is. <laughs> Suck it, Blue. <laughs> oh. Oh, we are both in blue today, aren't we? (laughs) Of course. Blue team, best team. (laughs) Team Mystic for life. You're only saying that because you're on camera. (laughs) Team Mystic for life. Team Mystic for life, yo. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and again, having seen um, Reservoir Dogs and genuinely liking that movie, I very much appreciated this episode. It was so oh, much yeah. fun. I thought the dialogue was great. I th- I, again, the get off my lawn. I'm sorry, I didn't know there was a lawn. Uh, two songs away from gasoline. Uh, unless someone's hiding Netflix in their armor. Well, Lopez just laughed. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> uh, how would you like to be... I've been shut. How would you like to be Mr. Has a Hole in Their Head? <laughs> I have missed Sister... A lot. And I feel like she's one of those things where if you put too much of that into any given episode, it is really, really easy to just drown it out. Like hot sauce or really rich chocolate. Like you like it in small portions, but if you do too much, the people who really love it will be okay and everyone else will just be completely overwhelmed. That's true. So it's been such a long time since we've had Sister in a full on, full episode capacity and not just, oh, hey, my brother's still alive. So that it was nice to get some of this. <laughs> it's just, oh my god. I hate you! You're just like mom and dad! You're not blonde. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, when they first introduced Sister, uh, my older brother, who, oddly enough, uh, identifies more with church than any other character, points to Sister and is like, that! That's how it feels! And I was like, oh, is that what having me as a sibling feels like? I would like to think I'm not as bad as sister, but eh. I think we just learned a lot of things about Megan today. (laughs) Having you as a roommate, I don't get that. (laughs) I think he was just teasing me, but (laughs) but yeah, it is really nice to have her back. And I, I actually genuinely do like the sibling dynamic that Griff and sister have. Oh, yeah. Like Griff, who doesn't care about anything, absolutely cares about her. Yeah. (laughs) Don't embarrass the family! (laughs) 
You've already taken care of that. <laughs> the woman's suffrage joke. So, We've suffered long enough! <laughs> they, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Jimmy Fallon. Someone did. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Thank you. I'm like, the one that tapes on Hollywood. Actually did a poll, you know, end women's suffrage. And so many people didn't know what that meant and signed the thing. And it's like, by the way, suffrage is the right to vote. <sighs> Guys. <laughs> oh, this <sighs> country. <laughs> You know, we, we end on the usual self-gazing. is important. <laughs> no kidding. And we end on the usual slightly navel-gazing, um, what if we made a documentary about ourselves? No one would watch us. All we do is stand around and talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I feel like that joke, getting it twice in two episodes, was kind of like, yeah, okay. okay. Well, they again, usually spread it out, but these episodes were all written by different people. Exactly. So it's fair game. It is, it is a go-to joke for Red versus Blue. We make it all the time. You oh, know? yeah. Exactly. So, again, somebody who's writing actually for the series, it's not a surprise. Yeah, no. And it's it's one of those things that you can go back to. You've got, if you're writing for season 14, you have 13 seasons worth of material, and you can just be like this. So, like, like I said, I was happy that the Voltron joke came back because <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Because it's it's such a great line. It is such a good line, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is early episodes. That's I can reference that. That's another thing. Uh, the last thing I want to say about this episode is that water pond dogs had me cracking up. <laughs> Yep. So much. <laughs> I just really like Church's reaction. He's like, it's still a rough cut. And when Tucker. I love it! Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do reshoots. Uh, oh, reshoots. Oh, man. Which I, I want to see how they do, go about doing the end of that movie. <laughs> I, I feel like this whole movie, just them putting it together and editing it, was made in much the same way that Manos the Hands of Fate was made. <laughs> For those of you who don't know that story, it was made on a bet by a guy who ran a fertilizer company using a small town, one video camera that could only record, it was either 10 or 20 minutes of color footage without sound, and so they got two men and a woman, two men and one woman after everything was recorded to go in and voice over everyone. Which is why Manos the Hands of Fate is such a train wreck. But I feel like that's their filmmaking process. <laughs> and giving Caboose gasoline because he's a method actor. I'm also just wondering where they got video cameras, because this is a base where they literally only had one movie to play. And Helmet it was footage. a VHS. That's Helmet true. Helmet footage. That's true. And if Command they're smart has... enough to make it work, I and guess. Command has cameras that they have placed all over the place that Death Battle could pull from. Have you been spying on us for years? I know, right? <laughs> And that's, also, we found out in, in it may have been alternate reality, but you can just ask command for anything, and they'll. That's if you true. Ask nicely, they'll like, hey, can you send us film equipment, please? <laughs> I that's feel like true. at that point, command was probably in a shambles, given that this was between seasons five and six, at about the time of Recovery One. Yeah, Vic's a nice guy. <laughs> that's true. He's also a little crazy. So yeah, do we have any final thoughts on uh, Mr. Red versus Mr. Blue? Just, I would watch any film parody done, uh, put together by these guys. Oh my god, sign me up. They could do The Lion King and I'd be down for it. <laughs> so yeah. Kittens I... with spikes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me angry. Mark? Um, I totally agree with you on Sister. She was one of my favorite uh, later additions to the show. And seeing her 
pop up in this episode made me excited that eh, maybe we'll see a little bit more more of her before the the end of season 14 i would hope so god hopefully all right so we have the uh <laughs> red versus blue season 14 red versus blue throwdown <laughs> as our last episode we saw this one at rtx they completely pulled it out of nowhere which means it was done in july i'm surprised it was this late in the airing schedule Oh my god, this is the rap battle that I never knew I wanted and have evidently wanted all my life. <laughs> oh it my was god. Such a surprise. And it blew everyone's mind in the auditorium. And um a couple I, thousand people all standing up and screaming in unison. Like yeah. And and occasionally, and Miles pointed this out at the panel, just every now and then when somebody laid down a sick burn, just the entire auditorium going, Oh <laughs> I think the without it's because of me, Red versus Blue went past season three. That I think was everyone one. just went, oh, oh, oh ever since reconstruction, you you know obsolete yeah <laughs> you've been irrelevant oh i loved the joke about why did we let achievement hunter write this stuff because jeremy dooley who wrote it is an achievement hunter he's one of the people that got hired at rtx at the achievement hunter panel two years ago so this is pretty dang good y'all yeah and i love that like at the panel too um when when matt and bernie like were looking at the script they're like you guys know we're white guys, right? <laughs> you realize that we're all we're all, all white guys. Miles and Gray. Yes. Which now that we know what Felix and Locus actually look like, picturing them <laughs> rapping is hilarious. I love that worked into the rap was Locus going, Are you serious? Are we actually doing dude, this? And relax. Felix going, dude, it's good. It's good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm just picturing and tiny, that- skinny little Felix single. Rap- angry pipe cleaner that is still the single best description i have ever seen for felix and i think it was daft prodigy that did it but single angry pipe cleaner just like yes that is what he is yes and picturing the pipe cleaner trying to rap is wonderful and then like they laid down some sick burns and then Church and Sarge just kept completely going. Ignored them. Completely didn't acknowledge anything that they had rapped. <laughs> do you guys know the the history of this rap battle, though? Oh, please do. Well, Jeremy has been doing rap battles for commu- as community videos for a while, yeah. and there's an old version of this one on the channel. So I really on on Jeremy's old channel. So if you go back, you can see an earlier version of this, and he probably updated it and added Locus and Felix for this season. So that's probably why they didn't acknowledge them. That's fantastic. That makes sense. I'm also still just really amused that it was like, well, and then there's these guys. Well, but, again, uh, forget that. Noise. Then if he is updating an old one, that's so great to include them. And for anybody who had seen the old version already, that must have come as such a surprise for them. And getting just... the oh, the actual voice actors to do it exactly. Like, yes, everything is wonderful. Thank you. It's just. The intro, the one question that's plagued the minds of fans everywhere, and then just knowing that they've beat Ever Wonder Why We're Here into the ground. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're all absolutely trained to just, if someone says, you ever wonder why we're here? Like, everyone goes, it's one of life's greatest mysteries. The... And I, I gotta say too, because again, we're we're blue team bias. We are blue team. Um, that whenever 
you create a rap battle for, for really anything because there are so many rap battles out there right now. You really, it is difficult, you know, to, to put both characters on like an even playing field mm-hmm. because, uh, although, like I said, I thought Church laid down some really sick burns, mm-hmm. but like they really did. They, they, presented both characters as the kick-ass leaders of their teams. I mean, everyone got some really good stuff. I I love Sarge's. My second shell is for you. I'm saving the first for Griff. (laughs) My team respected me enough to bury dead me. (laughs) And and Sarge got the final word, and that was the perfect way to end the song. You just got Sarge. Like, (laughs) ah! It was pretty magnificent. It was just so much fun. And all the editing that went into this and pulling all of the clips from all of the older episodes and just... Without it feeling like a clip show. I know. And the bumper at the beginning, just... Some of the cadence was a little off on some of the words, a little emphasis on a weird syllable, but you kind of have to do that to fit everything in. Yeah. We can't all be Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) I I will say, though, making a compilation video with several seconds here, several seconds there is very difficult. So um, if Jeremy edited this as well, kudos to him because he he made a fabulous product. I wanted to ask you what your favorite lines were and who you think took the battle. Mm. Again, it's kind of hard to beat. You just got Sarge. Yeah. Um, But I, I think, you know, if it wasn't for me, RVB wouldn't have gone past season three. See, that's the thing. Uh, he had, uh, wow, losing my mind. Church had better points. Sarge had better style. Full stop. That's true. And with the style of the the song itself, Sarge fitted a little bit more than Church did. Yeah. yeah. Church just kind of was, there, there's a lot of the church anger that's there. And a lot of the breaking voice, which is like, <laughs> friend, you are getting actually upset over this. That's not even this. a name! <laughs> I, when he referenced charging the laser, yeah, was his laser great. face. That was, that one was of my great. Ones. And doubling down the voice on that—that that was that was pretty dang good. And even referencing every iteration of Church, the director, Epsilon, Alpha. Yeah, it it was really great. Like, what a good way to like encapsulate all the different iterations of this character. I also did like you can't rap against a ghost. Boom, so mother. boo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, um, how about yep. you, Mark? Do you do you feel like Sarge won the battle? I actually I liked Church's lines more. Like I, I thought that they were performed a little bit better. And usually when it comes to rap battles like this, I like the intruders. But because <laughs> Church and Sarge didn't acknowledge them whatsoever, yeah. all of their power got taken from them. So I, yes. I, I gotta go with Church on this one despite uh, my allegiance to Sarge. Although I gotta I gotta say though, Felix just like. Just very, you know, the very few lines that he actually did put in were, I mean, it was great. It, not not Felix, Locust. I was going to say, Locust is just, just, by the just time so you see me, I'm already dead. Exactly. You're already dead. <laughs> he survived, Felix did. This is why we're not rappers. But <laughs> Dayquil, Katie, Dayquil. I have a head cold, for those of you wondering, so it's like, boy, my words are just, nope. There they go. Nope, done, but yet, goodbye. Locust just, every now and then, just like, boom, there. That's my that's my contribution to this rap. Well, looking, I, I wrote down some of the lines because, of course, I did. I think I wrote down equal numbers of lines for Church and for Sarge, but I definitely wrote down what you've done in your life, I've done in a day. And by the time by the time you see me, you're already dead. Yeah. Those no, were those, pretty good. Those were really good ones. And, again, and you're just practice for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, didn't 
they kill you? Like a lot. <laughs> Didn't you really super die? That hasn't happened for him yet, I guess. <laughs> this is a rap battle that exists outside of time, evidently. <laughs> because most who cares? Do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, time, space, the fourth wall. Because the, the epic rap battles of history take people who are like centuries or sometimes thousands of years apart and they throw them together. Why not? Let's do it. Let's have some fun. So, yeah, this. Oh, this was so much fun. Oh my god, I had such a blast with this one. And it was it was a blast watching it the first time, and the second time, and the third time. And I will probably go home and watch it again, because it's just fun. Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, the release of the MP3. Yes. <laughs> I will put that on a CD and put it into my car, and you know what? I, I, I memorized guns and ships. I can do this. I'm waiting the, for the release of Caboose versus Joel, personally. <laughs> <laughs> the epic rap battle of Caboose versus the, Joel. No, it's happening. Rapping? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. What? Yeah, Joel versus Joel. They, That's awesome. I think they showed it at the Achievement Hunter panel. I missed that panel while we were down there. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think we were doing interviews at the time. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, I'm excited. So, yeah, evidently that is going to be a thing. Cannot wait for that. But this, this was so much fun to watch. Oh, my God. All right, do we have any final thoughts on any of these episodes? Um, just that. Like, it was so great that we got so many musically oriented episodes um, in this kind of chunk. My only complaint, and this is just because we sit down and talk about these episodes, you know, on, on kind of a monthly basis, yeah. is that there's not an overarching one that we can talk about this time around. I miss that. The, the Merck's episode was probably the easiest ones to do an after show for because there was a big overarching plot that was 45 minutes of screen time and we could just talk about it. It's hard to recap five minutes of comedy, y'all. <laughs> it's fun, but it ain't easy. And again, this was these episodes were very entertaining. I don't feel like there were any of these really dropped the ball. Oh no. Uh, this so, set of four was great. Exactly. Like usually it's kind of easy easy to pick out one where it's like they it wasn't as good as the other chunks. This one, all of these were really good and really solid and really funny. Oh yeah. Mark? I agree with that. I, I hope we do get some more overarching stuff. Shannon mentioned at our panel that his episodes were going to be coming up near the end of the run. We just also find out that production has ended on season 14, so congratulations to all the animators down in Austin for a wonderful season so far and the season that we have yet to see. And it's starting to, to ramp up to Ruby, and it's getting, it's getting oh pretty boy. crazy. So before we swing into predictions, I want to talk to you real quick about iTunes. Thank you so much to all of you who went on there and who reviewed. We absolutely adore you. You know that we do. And uh, if you want to keep us on the air, if you want to keep us recapping Red vs. Blue and Ruby and everything else we do, and you know we're going to start crunch time, so there's that as well. But if you want to keep our Rooster Teeth after shows on the air, the best thing that you can do is to go onto iTunes, rate, uh, subscribe to the various after shows. In this case, it's Red vs. Blue, but you know, do the gamut because they're all wonderful. Rate us five stars and leave us a comment telling us how much you like it, what you like about the show, all of that fun stuff, because our producers do go onto iTunes, do read those reviews and say, hey, you know what? People really like watching these after shows. 
we should continue to do these after shows. And then we get to sit here and talk about which team is better, and it's wonderful for everyone. As a producer, do- I approve this message. <laughs> Yay! Fact. Do we have any new ones from last month? Um, When did we have our last episode? Because I'm looking, and it we have... It would be like the very last week of August. We, the very we first have some week of from August 25th, 31st, and then September 5th. Does that sound about right? Probably the last two, then. The last two. Last yeah. two. For sure. Okay. Love, love, love your show. From uh, Coley Shans, uh, five stars. I am an unabashed RVB fan. I love everything Rooster Teeth puts out our lovable idiots through and possibly one of my favorite episodes of season 14 is the death battle between Carolina and the meta in your last episode Katie said she thinks Carolina would would have become the meta I don't agree Carolina always wanted to be better oh <laughs> even after quote unquote giving up uh, a lot of uh, do, 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 do. this is a little bit of a long one sorry guys um, I love your show and I love to hear differing opinions my friends and I have been in the red versus uh, blue verse ever since the beginning please 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 keep this show going oh thank you we're I'm sorry doing I our best. I'm sorry I couldn't read the whole thing this is fantastic we're, we're in a time crunch thank you so much Coley and then the rooster teeth are the best and that's from Sarah Chan. I absolutely love all the Rooster Teeth after shows. Y'all know what you're talking about, and anyone can see you care about it. Thank you so much for making these. I've been watching and listening to the shows for a while, and the host never ceased to amaze me. Oh, thank Aww, you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, so guys, leave us a review. We will read it out on the air because you all are wonderful, and we adore you, and we want to let you know that. Yes, um, predictions. 30 seconds worth of predictions. Maybe. So Shannon's episodes, uh, episode is next week, mm-hmm. and he confirmed it was supposed to be this week, evidently, but things got switched around. He has confirmed that it will be next week, and he has confirmed that it will be more than one part. How many parts, we don't actually know yet, but that's as far as we've gotten. Please, for the love of God, give us freelancers. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm at the point of collapse at this point. Just please, I really want freelancers now. I was going to say, are we going to get a Wash-oriented story? There were clips of Wash and Connie in the the preview. In the, the season preview. The season the trailer, yeah. Yeah, so... Hopefully. I mean, it's it's Shannon writing it. It would be nice to get more of Connie because she was playing, you know, painted as, you know, kind of an adversary for a good long while. And then, you know, she died tragically and, you know, in in the service of her fellow freelancers, too. So it's it's a very interesting character. So it'd be nice to get a little bit more of her for sure. Yeah, and I know we are approaching the end of the season. We gotta be. We just hit episode 20, so we have at least two more episodes left. Not sure what that final total is, but we'll know by the next after show, I suppose. How about you, Mark? Any other uh, predictions? Any other thoughts for next time? I'm excited that we're getting pretty story-heavy episodes, and and I I hope that we're getting a different sort of medium like we have, a different time period, because it's been moving back and forth. Um, Pretty pretty excited to see uh, Connie back. Um, but I also, um, th- that's what I have for predictions. But b- before we go, Katie, you had mentioned it. I just wanted to make a, a formal, it. A formal it. announcement. Please that do. The next time you're going to be seeing the Rooster Team on AfterBuzz, we are going to be covering Crunch Time episodes one and two on October 3rd. That's Monday, October 3rd at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So please make sure to join us. It'll be the three of us as well as Patrick. We're going to make it something fun, something special. We're trying to get members of the cast and crew inside 
ride. So please join us. And if you haven't watched our Camp Camp After Shows, make sure to tune into those because those were a lot of fun. And they were. I, I can't wait to see what we get next from both of those franchises and what's coming next down the pipeline for Red vs. Blue. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, while we're at it, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donick. You can find the whole team on Twitter at Roost, ABTV Rooster Team, as well as Instagram, YouTube. We're going to be putting up some, some clips from our past after shows. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at a, ABTV Rooster Team, uh, also on Twitter at ABTV Rooster Team, and me at Mark B. Donica. Back to you in the studio once again. All right, Megan, where can the people find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the movie chick that's chick with two K's. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaje. That is K I A X E T. If you want to see me watch these episodes live and react to them, they live on that YouTube channel. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Blind Spot is back. We record at 9 p.m. on Thursdays. Join us for that. Uh, Star Wars Rebel. Rebels is coming back. That is 7 p.m.? Woot, 6 p.m.? Woot. 6 p.m., right? Yeah. 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. That starts next week. Uh, Z Nation is back. That is 7 p.m. on Mondays. Basically, all of our everything is coming back. Be sure to join us. It is a ton of fun. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Let's go with Plan D. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 